Hey everybody, we are visiting. Uh, I've got to preface this with I have been extremely excited, like beyond excited uh, uh, for, for this guest. One, because I'm a giant nerd. Uh, that plays video games all the time. So I'm familiar with this guy's voice. One, I used to do cartoon voice work. So voice work is always one of the things that I like to talk about because it's it's amazing to me. Uh, but we got Trey Mosley, very talented voice actor. Uh, in the pre-interview, I was trying to talk him into following me around to replace this <laughs> shitty voice. And then to also come over and just read me bedtime stories. But he's a little out of my price range to, to fly all the way to Missouri to do that. And why would anybody want to come to Missouri, to be real honest? So, uh, <laughs> well, that is true. Missouri's got some some killer barbecue. So how are I we doing mean, today, Trey? Um, good, man. It's it's uh, it's a slow day today, but I, I'll take it. Um, for Vegas, it's 79 degrees, so I'll take that, too. Oh, nice. I, I think we're in the 70 degree range here, which is good because it was Satan's taint for a while. So it was, it was, it, it's well, good. Missouri gets all taint, humid and stuff. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So coming from one variety of heat, Florida, to this variety of heat, which is dry, I'll take that. I was just you, talking to someone yesterday. I had took my wife out. Uh, her birthday was yesterday. We went out to dinner. And some folks had just moved here from the South. I said, yeah, humidity is like taking a hot shower, toweling off, and then having the shower on, having the towel on you for the rest of the day because the moisture just stays oh, on yeah. you. Here, no. No, no. And, and and I've got to travel. I've, I've got to travel extensively through my life. I've, I've been to Vegas many, many times out west desert. I love the desert because you have any man boobs at all. Humidity is not good for you. Like, I just like told even a that. little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I said that yesterday. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big dude. I say, you know, it's very yeah. fat boy friendly out here in the desert. Right. Right. It's and 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 the older I get and the bigger I get, the more I'm going towards I just got back from Puerto Rico and it was the same way. Oh. It was just it was just oh it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, best food in the world as far as my shitty palate's concerned. But uh it it's it but yes, it was it was hot. It was back in June and they were experiencing the heat wave. Cause it usually stays mild about 75, 80 there. It was like a hundred and four degrees. So oh. it, it was it was rough. It was rough. That's a you know, between June and August, that's a typical yeah. morning here. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but you can gamble, so it makes yeah. it all better. <laughs> I, I um, We've been here two years. Um, we do our best to avoid the strip. Uh, yeah. There are certain places we like to go, but, you know, when, when friends and family come here, that's the first thing. We want to go to the strip. Hard. Come on, I'll take you to the strip. <laughs> See building, lights, pretty. Can we go now? Or, <laughs> but if we go to a show or something, then that's that's usually pretty cool. But you know, it's it's a Walmart or a Safeway or you know, it's off the strip. It's like any other city. Um, oh yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people. The misconception is just, oh, there's glitz and glamour. Yeah, for about two miles. Right. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Once those two, once you've passed those two miles, yeah, there are houses, there are schools, there are trees, there's kids, dogs and cats running around. You know, it's 
like any other American city, but I understand. I, I live, uh, you're familiar with the show Ozark, right? I I, that's where I live. That I live like right next to that town. That okay. Ozark is based on. So usually when people come out of town to see me, they're like, where are the inbreds and drugs? And that's usually wow. what. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they, they, they did a lot with that show that, that is not exactly common around here. So, I, you know, that was probably one of the most well written and acted dramas in the last 10, 15 years. And, uh, you know, I have uh, friends that are from Missouri as well. Matter of fact, <clears throat> my good friend uh, who lived here in Vegas, he just moved back to Kansas City and um, Chiefs fan. But I, I love him anyway, <laughs> um, as I proudly support. I've been a Raiders fan since they were in Oakland, so it's OK. Right. But um, he's like, yeah, man, folks think that. You know, we're just out here making babies with our cousins and everybody's on meth. And he's like, you know, there's probably a point three percent. That's true. Right. But it's not the whole state. I'm like, I, I get no. it. I get it. it. It's a lot of boring people is what it is in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 generally what it is out here. A, a little less on the meth and and the the inbreeding, but way heavy on just the boring white people shit is is kind of it should be Missouri's tagline. We're the show me state, but it should be, you know, that. So show me how to fall asleep. Oh <laughs> right. You want to see sunsets and hummingbirds? Sure. Great. I'm actually Oak a fan of I love sunsets. Sunrises too. The way our the, where our house is set up, um, right around well here about five forty five. You look out, and the horizon is just orange, and it slowly goes from you know bright orange to that kind of autumn fall orange, and it turns yellow. And let's see, I used to be a freelance photographer, so I'm 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 one of those visual guys. I, I see art and everything so yeah i'm i like a good sunrise i'm i'm sorry you know he's like hey he likes sunrises love sunsets too so no i think sunrises and sunsets are beautiful my point was other than that and hummingbirds that's it like if that's the only two things you had to look at oh well <laughs> and show me a good barbecue pit then Oh my gosh, that that that's one of my favorite things. Is I ate myself across the country. <laughs> I, I've taken a million. I, I I've taken a million different jobs that involve travel for for twenty years of my life. If it involved travel, I wanted that job. So I got I, I got to eat barbecue from all over, and that's what I got to say is is everybody's gonna have their fans. Everybody's gonna gonna debate the barbecue thing, but Kansas City and Missouri barbecue and that just good southern cooking that that comes from here yeah you it, it, every time i leave here that's what i look forward to when i get back is is just some of that that barbecue we have here i've yet to experience good missouri barbecue i've had barbecue from alabama texas georgia florida um strangely enough vegas has some excellent barbecue and from someone who has been grilling since they were 10 years old uh it's very hard to impress me with barbecue i'm like okay you slathered it with too much sauce so that means you don't trust your cooking uh okay your meat's a little too dry 
and this rub is so tangy that I'm my mouth is watering and not from the meat. You know, it's right. But when you get that person who, yeah, we've been smoking this since about two o'clock yesterday, and it's well after four o'clock the next day, I'm like, <laughs> you know what you're doing. Let me take a bite. Right. Mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> that I like. Um I've still got to say the best barbecue place I've ever eaten at in my life. And I, this was 10 years ago, so I don't know if the place still exists. It's the Commissary, Commissary in Germantown, uh, Tennessee, which is right outside of Memphis, if you don't know where that's at. Mm. Uh, probably the best barbecue that I ever had. Uh, they also at the time had deviled eggs for a dollar and a quarter a piece. So wow. sorry about the people that rode back with me. Uh, <laughs> it's... <laughs> I haven't been to Tennessee in a while. Um, love Memphis, uh, Knoxville. Both places have some great bar. Memphis, oh, yeah. I think, was the first place I ever traveled where they actually had a barbecue joint in the airport. Right. And when I landed, I'm like, do y'all smell it? And they're like, what? I'm like, is somebody is grilling in here. Man, there's somebody. I said, I know barbecue when I smell it. I'm like, somebody is cooking barbecue in the damn airport. And sure enough, I'm like, I think I'm going to like it. Y'all boys grilling in the airport. <laughs> I'm with that. Let's go. So, yeah, uh, Memphis gets a, a check mark for me uh, in regards to barbecue. So <laughs> I can tell barbecue all day. I have a Traeger and I got a charcoal grill. So... You know, the, the best barbecue, I, I really, uh, you know, I think we grow up with all the tastes of what our mothers and, and, and what we ate growing up and everything. My grandfather, mm-hmm. which passed away a few years ago, oh, um, uh, well, I mean, he was, he was 89. I'll take that contract. Right. I, uh, <laughs> right. I'm 40 um, years away from that. So I'll, I'll take right. that contract too. Yeah. I'm, I'm setting at 45. So that, that would give me that, that would let me have a midlife crisis and it'd be accurate. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, but, but he, my, my first introduction to barbecue was his, uh, he had just this little smoker on the back deck and, and the way, and he would do that thing where it would be in there for a day, like however, <laughs> just low yeah. and slow. And he would do the thing where he would just hold it and drop it and it would all fall apart and everything. And if it, it, I, I've not find anything to match it, maybe it's sentiment, maybe it's, maybe it was his technique, but I, I got to say that home cooking barbecue, you just some, no matter what restaurants you go to, I'm sure, you know, somebody that is just like, I'm going to their house. I'm usually that somebody. Um, so when I go home to Miami, if my friends and family know that, because I always go to my mom's house, if they know I'm in town, what town are you barbecuing? <laughs> Who said I was barbecuing? Well, you know, usually when you come here, we all have a cookout. I said, well, look, if y'all want to have a cookout, here's what I'm going to need. And an hour later, all this shit is in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, I guess we're having a cookout. <laughs> I guess so, I'm kick yeah, I'm usually that guy when you say, well, there's all that one person. I'm usually the person they come visit. Even here in, in, in Vegas, um, you know, my friends are like, so what's on the grill this weekend? I'm like, nothing. Just taking a, not barbecuing today. Because I usually, a few times a month, they know that I'm just, I barbecue to wake up. Like, yeah. <sighs> 
Mm, I think a brisket's in order today. All right. <laughs> Let's go to the butcher and get some brisket. Let's send the blood. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit, because I could talk barbecue and food all day as well. Oh, uh, sir. It, yeah. yeah it, so a little bit of my lineage. I was a stand-up comedian for a few years, toured, traveled, started doing podcasts, got into marketing from doing podcasting, and, and went off on the professional, and now through this weird turnabout, of, I'm, I'm back to podcasting. So, <laughs> But I'm doing trying to do it a little more professionally. I don't know how well I'm doing. But but one of the things that interested me about how you were uh, <clears throat> about having you on is, is like I said at the beginning, voice acting. Uh, how long has and this is your main profession? I'm guessing is, yes, is voice acting. Uh, and and you got blessed with the voice for voice acting. I don't want to take anything away from your accomplishments. But at what point in your life did you go? I I I can just do this and make money from it. You know, is what's crazy is growing up as a kid, um, I'm the youngest of three. So by the time my sisters were gone, it was just me and my mom. Um, so for a quarter of my young life, so let's say between 10 and 15, TV and radio raised me. My mom was a school teacher, so I usually get home before she did. So I did did my homework. No, I didn't. And watched a bunch of cartoons and and uh and stuff on TV and started to mimic um the folks on on, on television. I didn't know what voiceover was back then. Uh, I probably would have been a, a, a child VO if I knew how to get into it because mm -hmm. I I was a natural mimic and, and still am to a degree. And, um, you know, when it came to accents and dialects, I could hear somebody say something and, and then I'm walking around the house. My mom used to get on me like, why are you talking in a British accent? I'm like, what are you talking about, mom? <laughs> I'm not talking in a British accent. This is just how I talk. And she's like, what is wrong with my child? And this is me at 10. People come, like they would call the house. I'm like, hello? Are you looking for my mother? Just a second. Mom, there's a phone call for you. She's like, you have to excuse my son. He look different. So it's always. <laughs> it's always been a thing, yeah. It's always been a thing. Um, but how I actually got started in the business, I've been doing this since 2009. Uh, I got laid off from, um, I was working with, uh, if, as they say, to protect the the source, a financial institution. <laughs> and I was in the process of buying my first home. I had put down the closing and all that stuff. And he's like, so Trey, listen, buddy, we're going to have to let you go. Yeah. Um, can I get those closing funds back? Cause I'm not going to be able to afford this house. Luckily I got all my money back, but sitting home with, they gave me a pretty decent severance. And I had just gotten into uh, the market, stock market. And I had bought some stock in this company. It's like 60 bucks a share called Netflix or something. <laughs> and then that stock ballooned to 300 a share. I said, uh, I don't have a job and I need money. So I'm going to take some of this stock. And I lived off stocks for like a year. Um. 
but watching a bunch of cartoons and documentaries on Netflix, I'm like, I could do what they're doing. It's been a while since I've been on, because I used to um, do spoken word performances as a kid, reciting poems that I had to remember, Langston Hughes and stuff like that. So that has always been in me to perform in some sort of way. Sang in the choir, had a singing group. So I think performing and entertaining has always been inside of me. I just never really had the outlets to um, pursue it. Um, so again, watching these 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 podcasts and documentaries and and cartoons and stuff, and I'm I'm now paying attention to the names. And when I'm seeing the names scroll by, I'm like, wait, why does that name sound familiar? And now we got this cool new thing called the internet. I went and right. looked it up. I'm like, wait, so the guy who did that cartoon just read this documentary about sharks? So you can, okay. And started to just spiral down the, the well. And the more I, I read up on it, I'm like, I think it's time to pursue some form of entertainment. I think this because I thought they were just called announcers when you know I right. kept reading into it, and you know he's a he's a voice actor, he's a voiceover artist, he's a you know I'm like oh so it's voice so okay, gotcha, and jumped in feet first, um, had no agent, had no equipment, again took some of that good severance and. And uh, Netflix money and went on to the Guitar Center and uh, <laughs> got me some monitors, a microphone that I still have to this day, my AKG Perception 220. I will never get rid of it because it was my first. And um, just started sitting in front of the mic, reading fake scripts and just hearing how I sound or trying to mimic again what I hear on on, on TV it wasn't until like 2012, um, went to my first VO conference and between 2012 and 2015, 16, started to slowly get my name out there um, with marketing and just being around these different conferences and going, oh, that's so-and-so. And I kind of walk over and just kind of listen to what they're talking about. Like, okay, don't know what that is, but. All right, I'm gonna write that down when I get back home. And then, oh, hey, weren't you the guy on that, you know, commercial for, yeah, that's me. I'm like, oh, okay. And now he's talking, I'm writing. So I'm I'm just absorbing all of this stuff. And, um, you know, by 2016, I started getting a lot of work, but not to, to the point where I could go full time. I was, at, at one point, I was working temp jobs during the day and recording at night. In some cases, hey, you got a gig, man, you need to record. I'm like, I'm at work right now doing customer service. Uh, <laughs> so I got cell phone in this hand. I got my thingy in my ear. I'm like, thank you for calling. May I place you in a brief hold, please? Thank you. What do you mean I got a gig? Yeah, they want you to record right now. <laughs> ha, I can't do it. Yes, it looks like your account is past due by five days. Can you make a payment on that, sir? Excellent. I'll transfer you to our uh, default collections department. Please hold. Okay, so listen. Uh, I'm going to run to my car 
and do it in the car. So <laughs> I'm like telling my boss, I need to take lunch early. Man, you just, I need to take lunch. Okay, fine. Run to the car, laptop in my hand, holding the mic like this. I'm sweating because we're in Florida right, and yeah. can't have the air on. So I got the laptop in like, and go. I'm like, wait. Okay, where's the script? So yeah, it was a lot of that. So at first, uh, what, I I got a few questions because I want to hear the rest of the story. Sure, I I got a couple questions. What was your first paying gig? Like when you decided to go down this road, what was your <laughs> very first paying gig? It was a PSA telling kids to say no to drugs. But wait, in Spanish. <laughs> um, did you know Spanish? Well, growing up in Miami, uh, well, of course, yeah. some would say it's it's the the primary language now. Yeah. Um, so my Spanish, as far as reading it and and comprehension, at least back then, um, was probably about a seven or eight, and I knew that my again being the mimic, my dialects and accents were passable, and. Um, you know, I read this thing uh, for this guy, and he, I remember him calling me. He was like, um, you know, for a gringo, you do very well with the, with, the, with the Spanish accent. I said, well, I grew up around it. And he's like, oh, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. But um, you did very good. So listen, we, want, we have a few more uh, spots we want you to do, and we'll, we'll pay you, say, uh, $275 per, per spot. And I'm thinking, I guess that's a lot. Sure. <laughs> and I start doing these PSAs and, and the ironies continue in Colombia to tell kids to avoid drugs. <laughs> in Colombia. <laughs> in Colombia. That's, that's- yeah, that's like telling somebody that's outside to avoid. It. So I don't, I don't know what. Uh, yeah. So, so you said you went to these conferences. So, yeah. so you start going to these VO conferences. Right. At the time that you started, now I can just imagine like everybody's there trying to put on their best voice, trying to do their best whatever. What, what at these conferences? Like who, who is the big dog in voice acting? Like, like who is what you're aspiring? Like, is there a certain because every. Every every cataclysm, like for podcasting, I guess it's like Joe Rogan or something. Yeah. But but like in voice acting, like what what is the pinnacle of voice acting? So, for a lot of um, people, there's a guy there there. So it, it really depends on the type of voiceover you want to do. Um, in animation, there are a few folks that stand out. Um, the late Mel Blank, who uh-huh. did everything for Looney Tunes and Warner Brothers. Um, nowadays, it would probably be someone like Bob Bergen, who does Porky Pig and has been doing that forever. Uh, Kevin Conroy, rest his soul, who was yeah. my Batman. Oh, for, my Batman, yes. <laughs> for yes. 30 years. Uh, it really depends on the, the the genre. For video games, I would probably say Nolan North or Dave Fenoy. Um and just speaking in terms for for men, because there's some badass women out there too. Oh God, yeah. Um, so it really depends on on the genre. Uh, movie trailers. Uh, Don LaFontaine, rest his soul. Um, he was 
if he used to watch those Geico commercials when someone mm-hmm. would go, yeah, my car was underwater. And he'd go, in a world where cars were underwater. underwater. That dude did yeah. millions of movie trailers in uh, the legends of his story where he was working so much that he just had a limo driver just drive him around the city. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> Record his thing. Right. Off to the next one. Uh, so... You know, there are, there are different folks in the industry, depending on what genre you want to get into that if they were at this conference, you know, you're trying to get close to them and, and kind of hear what they're working on uh, or just being in the midst of, of what they were doing. For me, um, because I wasn't really sure what type of VO. So most people, excuse me, when they want to get into VO, it's usually... I want to do cartoons. I want to do video games. Um, that was me as well. But I love documentaries. I love to to use my voice to to tell stories. Uh, kind of how I started working with, um, you know, Titan Solutions. But um, I always thought I would be a animation video game guy. And I remember going to a conference, and this dude told me. Well, he told us because he was a speaker and he was like, well, if you want to get into video games, animation, you have to move to L.A. And I'm like, I don't want to go out there. Why can't I do it here in Florida? No one's going to know who you are in Florida. You're not going to get any video game work in Florida. No one's coming out there to find you. I'm like, OK, well, he, he's the guy he knows, I guess. You know, I, I went from. You know, this strapping man like, ha, huh, I can do it to now the, the 10 year old me is like, well, what are we going to do? And <laughs> I said, well, I guess we'll find another genre to do it. So I started doing narration. Um, the irony of that is 2016 was kind of an up and down year for me. Um, I expected my trajectory to do this, but it was kind of doing that. <laughs> And I'm like, as all success does. Sure. Yes. <laughs> and um, it was, it, was it, it, it weighed heavily on me because I knew other folks who had gotten in the industry around the same time that I did. And they were to the moon. And I was just sailing across the water like, ah, oh, it's a little choppy. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'm done. And um, I stuck with it. You know, I started putting people in my circle who believed in what I was trying to do. Um, you know, one thing about this business, you if you have the right folks, and I, I would say any business, but especially a business like this where we literally get fired from every job. Of course. It's like, hey, that's a great gig. Thanks. Well, if you get any more work, we'll let you know. And it's like yeah. poof, the door closes like, oh. All right. Got to go uh, find something else. So on, on that subject, I have a weird question, which sure. which back when I did, I did I did like video game and cartoon work on a very low level. Nothing like what you're doing. Um, back about 10, 12 years ago, I made video game assets and I was also like a oh. in the comedy. Okay. So I would do like I would actually 3D design the video assets or whatever. Nice. But then then I would meet the developers like, hey, can you voice this thing? And I'm like, sure. You know, because that was just like another 50 bucks I got or whatever. But I, my question is this. Is that when stars like like uh, they get all the big popular stars to go voice cartoon characters, voiceovers, documentaries, 
D does that piss you off a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't answer that question. That's oh, sure saying. I can. Absolutely, <laughs> oh, okay. it does. Um, absolutely, it does. But I also understand the way the business works. If you say, hey, it's the new such and such animated movie starring Trey Mosley and, you know, and, and, and Ryan, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll go see it. But if you have, you know, it's the new so-and-so with Meg Ryan. Kevin Hart, you know Issa Rae, like oh, right, yeah, I know oh, those wow. people. Go watch that. Yeah. They'll they'll go watch it. But what usually happens is they will give the stars top billing. But what I get a, a little sense of satisfaction when the credits are rolling, and I see all the background voices, and I see all the VO buddies that I know that right. got in the movie. I'm like, okay. That's cool, but it was it would have still been cool to be a, a main character versus, you know, in this scene, uh, a rock is falling from the building and that one person goes, look, what are we going to do? I may know that person. And right. then, you know, the star comes in as the hero. I'll save you. And then he gets top credit. I'm like, eh, but I know them. So I'm always rooting well for for us. Uh, other than the most recent, what is the biggest project that you've worked on? Ooh. So many tie-ins with the questions that you're asking. Right. Uh, which is good because all the threads are, are woven. Um, to date, the biggest, probably the game I just did, uh, Starfield, um, which is a massive, massive massive oh. game oh yeah you're telling me my wife would like to see me again uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so just a little pause here this is this is how me and trey kind of got hooked up so so i i log in the other morning you you don't understand i don't fanboy out about much i i'm one of those guys that i have to keep making new bucket lists because i just go do whatever the hell i want with my life right so uh, big Bethesda fan, huge. Mm -hmm. I spent more time playing Skyrim and Fallout than I did raising my own damn kids. <laughs> it's it, and and so I log in after the first weekend that it comes out. Just totally ignored my wife. Played Starfield for like three days. Just never put it down. <laughs> so I, I I come back to work Monday morning with a video game hangover, and I see my boss Cash Miller talking to you about your role in Starfield, and I'm like, I just talked to. I was just on. Are you? kidding me is this really what's happening like it's a running joke in my house that i think i live in a simulation because i don't know i just think that's a plausible as anything else but i'm like it's got to be i just spent 80 hours playing starfield over the course of like this this last week and here i'm trying to book someone from starfield that's that have you that's, finished the game yet I, I i i've got a couple spoilers but i'm no, right no, no, there yeah right 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 no, I'm not. I haven't. And that's oh. one of the cool things about the game is uh, I because I'm like, I, you know, because in those Bethesda games, you can literally get lost that I have never in my life seen so many damn side missions. And my my ADHD is just like, oh, let's go do that. Oh, let's go do that. Oh, I was like I was like two and a half days in before I ever started the first main mission. So <laughs> same here. I have yet to to follow Sarah and get the the mission started at right at the uh, I'm like 
Not yet, because I'm trying to get up my credits, get some XP. Right. I want better weapons. Me and Vasco out there doing what we do, and I have not started the 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 main mission yet. I'm just out there so, having dog fights in space, chasing pirates. So before we get too deep into this, because I know we're just going to go off on this, who do you voice in Starfield? So, um, in Aquila City. There is a guy named Aldwin Wright. Um, he's not hard to find, um, and he's he he sells you wares, you know, equipment and stuff and and things. Um, I I kind of cheated and went to all kind of went to Aquila City before the mission started. So when I to find myself, which mm-hmm. is how Cash saw the post that I posted. So when I found me, I'm like, yes, I get to buy some stuff from him. But because it was not later in the mission that takes you to Aquila City, me talking to me was like, uh, I, don't really, I don't really have time right now. Got a lot of stuff going on. And I'm pressing the button, waiting for him to turn around and say, hey, you want to buy something? But it was just like, uh, can't talk right now. I'm like, are you ignoring me? <laughs> I have traveled 17 light years to get to you. And I'm like, it's almost the, the joke I, I, I told myself is like a kid finding his father. And he's like, what do you want? <laughs> and that's what it was right? like. I'm like, I'm here. It's me. It's you. Oh, <laughs> uh, So how this, long ago did you record this? Um, so the game came out uh, September. First of this month. Yeah. Sixth or something. Yeah. And it probably took me about a week uh, to find me. I was actually on the phone with my sister. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, for whatever reason, I couldn't jump to. And I said, oh, and I, that's what I learned about the jump system. You got to go from this thing to this thing. And yes. I said, okay. So I jumped here and then jumped there. I'm like, all right, I'm here. I just ran past everybody. It was like, hey, there's a. Something's going on with the marshal. I'm like, the hell with the marshal. And I ran <laughs> to find me. And I'm like, all right, there. that's him right there in the store. All right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go up to him. I walk up, and you know, you you press A to yeah. talk, and he's just like, ah, can't talk now. <laughs> uh, so, so so how long because we know bethesda games take forever because i i'm probably not going to be alive when when skyrim 6 comes out <laughs> or elder scrolls 6 i neither one yeah. of us are going to be alive yeah. how long ago did you record your voice acting for the bethesda game um august of last year gotcha so not as long as i thought i'm like this guy probably recorded this i was on the ago. tail end because they were almost done but there were some people gotcha. who had recorded their stuff five years ago Oh yeah, no. I I know the I know that this game has been in the works. Um, yeah. So it, because it, my stuff came on the tail end, it didn't take as long. Um, yeah. But I remember going through the audition process. Um, you couldn't say anything. You had to. As a matter of fact, I think you had to sign an NDA before you even read for the part. So, yeah. I read. My agent hits me back maybe a few months later <laughs> and says, hey, you got the part for this uh, game. And most games, when they're in, in, in the creation stage, always have a code name. So you don't yeah. know what it is. I'm like, okay, it's for this. I'm like, That's a weird name, but all right. 
video game. Can you tell me? Can you tell me what the code name was? What was the code name? Bump or Rus- it was something crazy, it, and it's yeah. just a common name. I'm just like, yeah. And now when you hear that, you're thinking, what could it be? What is Bump? What? What? what why would it? Why would they call it that? And then you get to the studio, you meet the production folks. Like, hey, so um, I know you've seen the the code name. This is for a game called Starfield. I'm like, oh, okay. Had no idea what Starfield was. <laughs> um, and I, you know, read my lines. Took me about an hour or so. And uh, got back home because one of the advantages of living here in Vegas, you know, it's a 45-minute flight or a three-hour drive to L.A. I usually try to make a weekend out of it. So I'll hang out for a couple of days and, you know, on business and just kind of hang out. I didn't realize when I got home, or actually got to the hotel and looked up Starfield. I'm like, this is in production five years ago. Like, okay, this game is not going to make the light of day. But then... Hi. <laughs> My wife is coming in real quick. She's yes. probably heading off to school. I am. Yes, hi. Hi. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. Nice to meet you. Live podcast, folks. That's right. That's what happens. So um, I remember them sending an email out like, hey, um, Xbox is doing this uh, big thingy on online, and they're going to be talking about the game. I'm like, all right, let me see what this is about. And when I watched it, I'm like, wow. I- I'm part of that. And hearing the guy like, yeah, this is a game that's been 25 years in the making. I'm like, 25? What what ended up happening was they always had the idea to make a game like this, but had to wait for the technology to catch up. Mm-hmm. And once the technology caught up, well, the game is, they've, I think they said they've already surpassed like 6 million downloads. 10. Uh, they're at their last time I looked 10? at it. Is that almost 12? Yeah. Oh, there you go. It was at almost 12 last time I looked at it. So it's doubled it, and the month is not over yet. And and I understand that TikTok gives you what you want to watch, but man, every third video on my YouTube, on my TikTok, on social media, this thing is massive. It is it is beyond massive and it's split. No, it There's people that absolutely hate the game because if you've never played a Bethesda game before, you don't know for the world of annoyance you're in for. But after you play it for a while, like with Fallout or Skyrim or whatever, it becomes mm-hmm. it, it. It's like there's my my main game on Fallout Four. When last I checked, was like at twelve hundred hours. Now this is over oh, the wow. course of eight or nine years. So however long this game's been out, and Skyrim's even longer than that, because it, they give you so much to do and so many things <clears> to do <throat> that you're you're never done playing it ever. Like ever done playing it. <laughs> I don't mind games like that. Um... If I can find a game and you're just playing forever, like right now, one of the games I'm playing, if not um, Starfield, uh, I love Deathloop. And I know a lot of people are on the fence about Deathloop. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool game. And I like I like games where if I do the if I do all the main missions and then I'm done in like 10, 20 hours. Eh, that's it. 
I need more. So if I can spend 60 hours just doing side missions, and once I've gotten a whole bunch of XP, I don't, you know, I badassed my character out. And, and, oh, yeah. You know, people are shooting me. I'm like, ha, that, I don't feel that. Pew, and then one shot, and they just, like, yeah, because I'm that guy. I'm cool with that. And I got five million, whatever. I'm, y'all want that ship? You know, give me two and of those yeah. ships. That's a nice building. Think I'll stay there. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of like with GTA. Um, oh, yeah. When I got all the money that you could possibly have, I'm just buying stuff. Like, oh, it's a car. What's that car? 600000 And give me two of them. And then blow it yeah. up and then go buy some stock in the insurance company and make the money back. But <laughs> they, yes. They've done – one of the things I'm really excited about for the Starfield, and I don't know. Like, this is just – uh, thinking about look at what they've done with Grand Theft Auto Five, that that Bethesda Ooh, hasn't released a I game like this with, with the with the updates and whatever. And Todd Howard come out and said, you know, we're going to be supporting this for years and years to come. Um, so to see because there seems to be some broken systems or some not need for some things in the game. They're mm-hmm. fun to do, but as far as character development or or whatever, there doesn't seem much be a purpose for them. I guarantee you. That there will be a purpose for these. That I I I think Starfield because if you look at flops and Starfield did not flop by any means, but not Cyberpunk and and No Man's Sky, which is a good comparison to to Starfield, they come out and flopped and broke hard. Now people are going back and and because of all the updates and things they've done, uh, No Man's Sky is like an eight point five game. Cyberpunk I think is right at around the nine range now. Now that they've done and fixing it and actually giving stuff out. So with the Bethesda team and them coming back to support this, I'm really interested to see how this game grows as you play it. And, you know, I actually dig um, Cyberpunk. Uh, I didn't oh, yeah. get it when it first came out. Uh, I waited until... Usually when I when I get games, I always wait until the bugs and stuff come yeah. out. And I'm like, All right, I'll wait. And... Uh, <clears throat> oh, okay. One thing about being on a live podcast, your agents still email you. Like, hey. <laughs> so it's not work, thankfully. They just let me know something came up. But um yeah, I usually wait for for the first update or so and then I'll play. Cause I saw all the reviews. I'm like, hmm. But something about these utopian or dystopian type games that I always like because I feel like you get to control the narrative uh even though there there's a narrative in the game but your outcomes Mm -hmm. you get to control the narrative another thing like Starfield so I'm like you know what I'll play it and see I was digging it and then uh when that Xbox showcase thingy came out and they were Mm -hmm. talking about uh the the new update to mm-hmm. cyberpunk and they, and they had like Idris Elba playing this character. I'm like, see, I just waited and at the right time started playing. Right. So I'm cool with it. Oh, me too. I think video game from gaming back when we were on Mario on the console to now has become a complete lifestyle, billions of dollars a year industry. You got single player, multiplayer, microtransaction. It's grown up with us. We've grown yeah. up with it. Harry Instead of having to do this, it. like, okay, let me put that yeah. in now. You know, games now. You just got to pay the bill. Yeah. <laughs> if you If you think about the current marketplace, video games 
uh, annually outgross movie sales. Oh, yeah. Because you're basically, how many movies can you play in as yourself or create? And you dictate the movie. That, that's a finance thing that I taught my kids, which is called for, for my family called the the movie equation. So hmm. if I was if the four of us were to go out to see a movie or, or me, let's just say one person, because uh, you don't really have a lot of multiplayer anymore in the same household. None of the couch sitting on the same couch plane, unfortunately. But anyway, is that if I go to a movie, buy some popcorn, buy some whatever, it's going to cost me 25, 30 bucks to go see this movie. And I'm going to get two hours of entertainment. Right. So people are griping about game prices, but even at 100 bucks. Even at a hundred bucks for a good game, you're talking about uh, so that thirty dollar movie. And let's even take it down twenty five dollar movie. That's four movies. That's four movies, which would equal about eight hours of time. Mm-hmm. Once again, I've played hundreds of hours. I'm already at four days, eighteen hours, and thirty two minutes on Starfield. You know, that's more than I'll ever get out of any movie. Right. So I've paid for my purchase already through just just through my entertainment budget. No, that, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, going back to the GTA reference, you you got three possible endings yeah. in the game. And I've played where I played all three endings. You know what I'm saying? Um playing Batman, um Arkham Knight, where you play as Catwoman. Now even though they they what's crazy about that. They let you think that's the end, and they, oh, I may be spoiling mm-hmm. it. If you haven't played, well, I'm not going to say. But the game's a, been out for three years. Spoil away. Okay, great. So um, you play as Catwoman, and in this particular scene, and you have the option to go back and save Batman, who's about to be killed, uh, or you can take the gems and jewels that you found and leave Gotham forever. And just because I like doing shit different, I'm like, you know what, bats. You're good. And I left. Game ends and the credits are rolling. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And when it gets to the end of the credits, it rewinds like a videotape. And you have to choose the other option. I said, are you serious? (laughs) I thought it was cool that they even did that. But Yeah. yeah, so... Well, Trey, we're about out of time. I could talk to you all day. One, because oh, of your buttery, smooth voice just calms <laughs> my nerves. Um, and I'm not allowed to have Xanax anymore. So, uh, so uh, you know, uh, but you thank you so much. yourself, Ryan. Yes. Close your eyes and think of where you'd love to be right now. And then realize you can't be there. All right. And wake up. All right. <laughs> and wake up. Uh, but, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you. Cool. Uh, cool. Uh, how do people, what's next? Uh, one of my favorite questions is what's next? What, what's, what do you hope for or what's coming up or what, what can you tell us is next for Trey? Well, um, every day is a new adventure. Uh, I am working on my own passion project where I'm, uh, developing my own animated series. Um, it's, so if you, if you were to put Shaft, James Bond, and are you familiar with the show uh, Luther with Idris Elba? Yes, very familiar, yes. You put all those guys in a pot and stir it up, you get my character. He's, his name is Jack Ross. Speaking of, my wife actually got a custom Funko of my character Ooh. made just for me. So, yay, <laughs> she's the best. But um, I'm, I'm trying to get people to invest in it. Uh, we have a pilot that we have uh, partially done. 
and from there, hoping that it lands on someone's table, gets in someone's radar space and go, hey, that's it's a pretty neat show. We'll check it out. Uh, but other than that, um, for me, it's doing daily promos uh, for different networks. That's usually that's my primary main, you know, main bread and butter uh, for you wrestling fans who watch NXT. Uh, that's the voice that you'll hear me on the most, you know. Tuesday, NXT, 8, 7 Central, only on USA. So I, I just did a session before I got on with you. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Part of the Madden franchise. I've been with Madden since 2019, starting off with just a, a, a bit character in a special mode. And then now I'm the voice for the team matchups. So it's the New York Giants versus the Las Vegas Raiders coming up next on Madden. So I'm I'm that guy. Um, so like I said, every day is an adventure, man. Uh, all depends on what pops up in the email. And I'm like, hey, okay, I'll do that. But a lot of the stuff I do is I have good clients that I've been with for years that keep me working every day. And like I said, from 2009 to, to now, almost gave it up in 2016. Uh, that young lady who you saw uh, earlier, my then girlfriend was like, ah, you can't give this up now. You'll hate yourself every day. And she was right. And that's why I married her. Um, and from there, instead of having this, it's kind of, you know, been been doing pretty good. So I'm in a good place right now. Uh, so work begins work. So um, it's all good. I have no complaints. Well, once again, thank you so much. Uh, one, my oldest son, he's 23, loves wrestling, plays Madden excessively, and just started doing Starfield. So I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna take this little clip where you're talking about all those together and just try to impress my kid with you. So one, thank you for that because we all like to do that. Um, and two, I'm looking forward to working with you. We've talked a little bit about working together, and we'll talk a little more off air about that. Absolutely. And, and, and man, uh, it, it, like I said, it's been a pleasure letting me fanboy out, letting me just enjoy your voice, uh, talk Text about me barbecue. I'll, I'll leave a message for your for your boy. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, but this is uh, whatever show we brand this under. Uh, my name is Ryan, and uh, we're with Trey. Hey, it's good. That's what you're talking about with successes, right? Uh, started doing one show, and I got so successful, I got two, and, and then I get to pick where we go. So I, I have this whole recorded intro thing and we just cut off the front part and I'm on whatever show the hell I want to be on, right? There you go. So, <laughs> all right. I'll thank take... you so much, Trey. No problem.